Welcome to the Pray Tell Stories podcast. Grace and peace to you and your family. Our mission is simple. We pray, we tell stories. May these prayers and stories encourage your heart and refresh your spirit. You can follow us at anchor.fm forward slash pray tell. Thanks for listening and Maranatha. Greetings, friends. My name is James, and I'm one of the producers here at Pray Tell Stories. You are about to hear spontaneous prayers focused on freedom in the Holy Spirit. No one is trying to perform or pray out of a model or strategy. We are all God's sons and daughters, hanging out with the Holy Spirit and praying in the Holy Spirit. You'll be hearing from Don in Wisconsin, Brian in Florida, Mike in North Carolina, Steve in Tennessee, and James in Florida. So, here we go. Let's pray. Oh, my Lord, you are uh, the Savior and God of freedom. You're the Spirit of freedom. And I want to thank you so much, Lord, for me and for my uh, family and friends, what you've been teaching us in these days about being free, Uh, praying and working my way through your word. I see in Galatians um, just almost a fierce admonition of Paul with the uh, Galatians who wanted to add or bring back law into their Christian lives. And uh, false teachers were wanting to put burdens on the shoulders of believers once again by adding law back to um, the gospel message as if the works of Jesus, the completed works of Jesus, were not enough. Why, O oh God, is that in our DNA? Why is the default setting within each one of us a desire to run and try to find some burden to carry around as if the finished work of Jesus was not enough. And rather than coming from a place of rest and complete victory and the liberty and freedom that comes with that, we want to somehow take part by adding our performance, our works to it. Help us, Lord, with that. Help us with that. It says in Galatians 5, verse 1, Lord, you've said here it was for freedom Christ, you set us free. So keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. There are all kinds of yokes, all kinds of works and acts of performance, Lord, that I, that we want to contribute somehow, wanting to have something to do with uh, the Christian life moving forward because the place of rest and victory you give us through what Christ has done for us for whatever reason doesn't satisfy or doesn't seem to be enough. And yet um, the, the door to the prison cell is open. Why, Lord, would we want to stay there? Why would we want to continue to languish away in slavery, in prison, in bondage when that door has flung open because of what you've done for us? 
you tell us. Stand firm here and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Yes, Lord, help us all. Help us all, Lord, to reject all the demands that we put on ourselves and come from the outside of methods and programs and systems that we have to follow that are called best practices by some. And all they do is weigh us down and put demands on us that we cannot carry, never could carry. But that's our tendency, is to want to burden ourselves and the others around us with more than what you require. I want to thank you, Lord, for covering the cost um, of all that would keep me in slavery, sin, my own sin, and things I try to do to be a better man, a better husband, uh, a better dad, better grandfather, a better minister. And yet, Lord, all I really have to bring you right now is my heart. And so we, Lord God, I and we bring our hearts to you and ask you to help us uh, to stand firm, to not take on any sort of burden again that would hinder the freedom we have as sons and daughters of the Most High. That's our identity. Our identity is not so much as servants or doers. Our identity is first and foremost as sons and daughters who live out lives of, of delight and happiness and gladness because of everything you are to us, everything you've done. Help us with this day-by-day issue. It's a struggle for us, Lord. It doesn't come easy. For some reason, freedom really is fragile. Help us with that fragility and you be our strength and help us not be subject anymore. Never again to the yoke of slavery. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for another day of life. And thank you for your sacrifice so that we can experience freedom. Many have given their lives to be free, to protect freedom. It's something worth dying for, and you modeled that for us, to provide the ultimate freedom. Please let us remember this each day and every day of our lives. Lord, let us take time to spend with you each day. I pray for all those who love you, Lord. I pray that they can experience freedom in your spirit. I pray that all who love you, Lord, rest in your presence, because it is when we rest in the spirit that you speak to us. That is where our freedom comes from. In 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, let us take the time to spend with your Spirit and seek out the freedom that you have given us. I pray this for all that love you and for all that will love you and come to you. As we navigate this busy world, Lord, remind us that we are not of this world. We have our eyes fixed on you. We are journeying with you until we reach Zion. The journey may be difficult and painful at times, but as you guide us through any valley, we know you are with us. You will comfort us. 
and you'll give us all that we need. You are all that we need. Thank you for being our kind father. Not a father of an infant child, but a father of an adult. We're adults. We're adult heirs. We can spend time with you. What a gift. We can walk and talk with you. And trust. You can trust us to be your loving sons and daughters on this journey together in a freedom that you paid for with your life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this freedom. Reveal it to all of those who have not experienced it. Let us never take it for granted because freedom is so very fragile. Lord, I pray this. I pray this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Hey fam, uh, I just want to do a spontaneous prayer right now, uh, unplanned. I don't, there's nothing, no agenda. I just want to hang out with the Father and uh, just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for uh, who you are. You are majestic and uh, your majesty and your glory is forever and ever and your kingdom Oh, your kingdom is coming um, and will be established and we honor you. And Lord, I'm just so blessed. I'm so blessed to be able to even access you. Um, and you sent Jesus to tear, tear that veil so we have direct access to you. It's just mind-blowing. You're so wonderful. The king of all. We have all these other gods that... Um, that is presented as your equal, right? Uh, but no one is like you. Uh, you have these people that come against you, and the Bible says that you laugh as the movers and shakers of the earth try to um, try to scheme, and you laugh at it. Uh, it the Bible teaches how, um, in the end times, uh, those mo same movers and shakers are running into the mountains. Because of the wrath of the lamb, the lamb, that they're running from the lamb, a lamb, an innocent lamb, but they're running and scared of it. Oh, I love that picture. I love the picture of you laughing. Uh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your spirit uh, showing me uh, the errors in my way and showing me who my real identity is found, not in the things that I do. Uh, or that I did. Uh, my identity was wrapped up in being a fireman, but then you pulled me out of that uh, wrong identity and you brought me into an identity in who you are and found it in everything about you, not in what I did for you. It was so freeing. We talk about uh, uh, the spirit and, and walking in the spirit. And it starts with understanding who you are, God. Uh, thank you for uh, helping me see the Bible in different ways that I'm reading the Bible, not um, as almost like a horoscope and how I can get it from, you know, to help me out, but to simply read it and look at it so I can understand you more deep and how your promises and the covenants that you had with Israel and how we're tied into that. And it just blows my mind that you would make these covenants of for humans that it falls so short, so very short. But then this rescue mission, God, that you um, that you went on from Genesis 3 to Revelation to the end of the time when you create a new heaven and a new earth. 
and you make things right back to what it was uh, in the new garden state. It just blows my mind that you would do the things and uh, get rid of the things that you, uh, the all-knowing, and, and come down way, way down uh, um, when you came down to uh, suffer and be that sacrificial lamb for us. Um, and then you, uh, like the greatest hero in the history of mankind, took back that mantle and that title deed that we gave up and we gave to the enemy and you took it back. Uh, you are the true warrior. Uh, and I can't even believe that you have made us co-heirs. Co-heirs, God. Like You blow my mind that you would... Make us co-heirs with you as you, the earth is your footstool and you're at the right hand. And you, when we are co-heirs in all of that, that we don't have to work for the things that we used to work for. We don't have to gather the things and work and, and, and grow in the company and, and gain money and security and, and get the land and get all these different things that you've already given it to us. You've given us the earth because we are co-heirs with you because you have saved us from our sins and we are now joined in the in the bringing of the kingdom of heaven here on earth in the now. But then we look towards the future kingdom established in Jerusalem as you rule and reign. Ah, oh, wonderful. And we haven't even talked about the kingdom age and you have the kingdom coming and that how we're going to be doing stuff and you... Like, who are we that you would use us at this level? Who are we that you would give us the spirit, the helper, and you leave the earth and, and hand it over to us yet again when we drop the ball in the beginning? That's just who you are. And we love you for it. And we thank you for it. And you give us purpose. And you, you give us identity. The enemy tries to identify us in, in whatever we feel like it. I want to identify myself as fill in the blank. But no, you say you're made in my image. So, Lord, help us. Help us continue to connect with your promises and, and understand your character so that the Spirit can come alive and we can be filled and we can give out of overflow and not serve, serve you out of wrong identity and in the you know, our identity is wrapped up in our skills and us being a worship leader or a small group leader or the things that we do. And that's our identity. So it, it drains us and we're poured out for others, but we're not being filled in because of a wrong identity. God, thank you for establishing that new identity in you so that we can be filled and be poured out to the end of the age in Jesus name for his kingdom and his purpose and his glory. Amen. Hello, family. Let's pray together. Father and friend, Abba, Dad, our King, our warrior, the one who has come near. Lord, would you quiet our hearts, still our minds. Lord, may we listen well to you now. Lord, I thank you and praise you for being the one who hears, the one who sees, the one who responds to our cries, our pleas, our 
petitions, but Lord, you're also the one that that pursues us, that you come after us. Uh, you long to be with us. Lord, thank you for that. Lord, I pray that in these moments you would show us. Lord, show us what's keeping us from walking with you. Show us, Lord, what's hindering us. Lord, show us what's entangling us. Lord, show us the things that are uh, enticing us that may even be pleasing, that may even be good. But Lord, there is a, a greater way. There's a, a better way. There's a, there's a deeper way that you're calling of us. Lord, so uproot, remove. Lord, break free. Lord, tear down so that you can build up, so that you can plant, so that you can establish the Spirit of the living God, or the Spirit of the living God, the one true God, the one that has come near, the one that calls us to walk by and live by the Spirit, the one that has come to set us free, Lord, set us free from the things that we have here on the earth that seem so pleasing, Lord, to set us free from from sin, from death, but also just uh, even our own good endeavors, Lord, that you would even free us from those. Lord, I pray for us now that maybe feel brokenhearted, and thank you that you're near to us, as your word tells us. Lord, I pray for those of us that feel lost and confused and overwhelmed and even living in uncertainty, Lord, maybe overcome with anxiety even, Lord, that we would be reminded that the Spirit of the living God, the one that, that raised Christ from the dead, dwells within us, but also, as your word tells us, leads and guides us forever and always, continuously, for your namesake, for your glory, for your namesake. Lord, we thank you that um, we can rest in the fact that we are your sons, we are your daughters. We can rest in the fact that we are your beloved. We can rest and know and have freedom, true freedom, that we don't have to perform, we don't have to get your attention, because you love us for who we are. Lord, not because of what we do. And Lord, thank you that because of that freedom that you propels us, propels us to go and share with others. Lord, we long for more of your presence right now. Lord, may you just immerse us, immerse us, Abba Father, Holy Spirit. Immerse us with more of you, more of your presence. May we experience your love just overflow with us, overflow over us, in us, through us, your love. Praise you. We ask this. Your name we pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, I love you and praise you. I worship you. King of kings, Lord of lords, great I am, ancient of days. Lord Jesus, you are the resurrection and the life. 
You are our good shepherd. We are following you. Holy Spirit, you are Emmanuel, God with us. You don't ever leave us. You don't ever forsake us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have sealed us with your spirit, not only guaranteeing the inheritance of your heavenly kingdom to come, but thank you for sending the spirit so that we can hear you, so that we can know you, so that we can know your voice, so that we can know what you're asking us to do, so that as we rest in you and seek your face with all our hearts, that you will reveal to us each next step as we wait for you and as we live by faith. Father, thank you for freedom and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for liberating us out of slavery to sin. Thank you for delivering us out of bondage to the devil. Father, we deserve punishment because of the wickedness of our hearts and the waywardness of how we live our lives and how we think and what we think about and what we desire. But you, Lord Jesus, have poured out your blood on Calvary to rescue us, to set us free, and we praise you. And you haven't just given us a place to go when we die, but you have restored a relationship that you have created us and wired us for, designed us to walk with you every day through the Spirit. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us experience this freedom every day as we rest in you. I want to declare right now a hymn blessing over this generation from Psalm chapter 40, verses 2 to 3. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what He has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Father, I love this picture. I love this story of freedom. We were in a pit. We were in darkness. We despaired. We didn't have hope. It was gone. And you reached in and you lifted us out and you put us on Jesus, our solid rock and secure foundation. And you steadied our feet and you put a new song in our lungs to breathe and to sing a hymn of worship. And now we know how to praise you, and you are teaching us how to praise you every day. And you are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our singing. You are worthy of our love, God. And what is the result? The nations will be amazed, and they will put their trust in you because they see freedom in the Spirit, because they see how different things are when you transform us to be like Jesus. Father, I love that song, No Longer Slaves. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I am surrounded by the arms of my Father. I am surrounded by songs of deliverance. We have been liberated from our bondage, and we are sons and daughters. So let us sing our freedom. Lord, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears were drowned in perfect love. You rescued me 
and I will stand and sing. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father, for reaching out to us. Thank you, Father, for rescuing us. Father, thank you for renewing us by your word and by your spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for guiding us in truth because you have called us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father, I pray for anyone listening that they would respond to the freedom available through the spirit of Jesus Christ and that, Lord, you will continue to guide us to practice this freedom by your grace. In Jesus' name, I pray, trust, and believe. Amen. Maranatha. Dear friends, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 17 and 18 Beloved, did you know that anyone can pray? We can pray anywhere, anytime, with anyone. So, every day, let us go down to the river and pray. Hallelujah! Hosanna in the highest! Blessed is Jesus who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Hey everyone. It's James again. Now, it's time for some personal stories focused on our experiences of freedom in the Holy Spirit. You'll be hearing the same folks in the same order as the prayers earlier. We are all sharing our hearts freely and openly. And our hope is that these stories will expose you to what we've each been through and inspire you to share your stories of freedom with those around you. And if you haven't experienced freedom for yourself and would like to know how, please reach out. Send a message today to info at blazingtrees.org. Let's go. It's storytelling time. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is Don, and uh, I want to share a, a personal testimony, a story with you uh, about part of our freedom journey, because this is an integral part of everybody's journey with Jesus. The steps we take uh, are steps into increasing measures of freedom and delight in knowing Him. Um, but it's a big struggle for some. I can remember uh, about 30 years ago, uh, sharing the gospel with a younger attorney who was becoming a prosecuting attorney in his city. And uh, this guy, his name is Bill, he's a good friend. Uh, We parted ways and didn't see each other for about 30 years until the Lord brought us back together again. And we started a great friendship and discipleship relationship uh, after we were reunited. But just imagine, um, my friend had 40 years as a prosecuting attorney, uh, spending a great deal of his time working to convince judges and juries of people's guilt. Can you imagine that? So it was his job 
to concisely communicate the reason why someone should be judged based on the evidence of wrongdoing. He was a prosecutor, and so it was his job to find blame and to administer blame professionally and get paid for it for 40 years. Would a man like that have a natural disposition, right, uh, a conditioning that would prevent him as a growing Christian from experiencing freedom in a way that didn't include the whole blame-shame game? Uh, this is a guy I really, really love a lot, but he has struggled in this area of freedom. He's afraid that if he accepts sonship instead of servanthood, that um, he would take the grace of God and cheapen it by living sinfully. Uh, he doesn't like the idea of talking about grace with others around him because he's afraid they'll do the same. They'll just abuse it and use it as a license to sin. It just doesn't seem reasonable that God would do this for him, uh, that he would take the full measure of the punishment of our sin on the cross and shoulder that for us by dying for us. Uh, it cannot be that simple. It cannot just be a gift, right? Well, spending time with Bill, we've been going through verses on our identity. Um, I think the one that really struck Bill and broke him the most came from uh, Galatians chapter 4. When we read this from verse 6, it said, Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And then in verse 7, Therefore you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Well, my buddy Bill had a hard time arguing with the fact that it's right there in Scripture. And so this man's journey has... Uh, recently been marked by the, uh, the the new skills of not beating himself up when he fails, when he sins. Instead of pulling out a whip and telling himself, blaming himself, judging himself for being uh, guilty and whipping himself and trying to, find, to use the flesh, fleshly ways of self-discipline to stop sinning, he's learning how to run to God with the burden of his sin and his faults and his shortcomings and experience the delight of a God who hates what sin does to him because he's a son. And so Bill's learning to dance before the Lord. He's learning to live free. Uh, but it's taken time. It's a journey. There are several of us that are trying to help this good friend right now. It's a passageway. It doesn't happen overnight because our, our tendency is to hate the things about us that are imperfect, the sin that we have in our lives and the seeming lack of victory we have over sin sometimes. Uh, but Bill is now learning where to bring it because all that blame and all that faultiness in his life, he realizes now that, that the Lord exchanged sin for his righteousness as a gift of God. And Bill's learning to live now as a son. That's what freedom's all about, living as sons and daughters. Hi everybody, this is Brian, and I would like to share a story of mine with you. Stories about freedom, and the freedom that we have that we may be unaware of. Um, I'd like to just share uh, about being an artist and an art educator uh, for 
my entire career. Um, being an artist, there's a big difference that I've learned over the years between creating something that comes from your heart and creating something that you have to do for work or uh, that you get hired to do. Um, when you're creating artwork and it just flows out of your heart and you're creating for no reason whatsoever but just to make the image that you're seeing in your mind. There's just something free and pure about this and it's, it's, it's just like nothing that, that I can explain um, very well besides it being just freeing and very pure and, and just brings pure joy to me when I get to do this. Um, now I love to create for other people too. I love um, getting paid to create. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. It's a great process and, uh, and I'm really joyful that I get to do that for a living. Um, not everybody gets to use their talent for their job. Uh, and I do and I'm very blessed and thankful for that. Um, as far as creating, I, lo I love to create in any aspect but making your own artwork from your heart is just different. Um, and it's something that we don't get to do often, and, and I'm thankful when I get to do it. Um, I wasn't always in ministry. Uh, about eight years ago, I, I started to find my uh, own ministry and, and my uh, identity and form a stronger relationship with the Lord and walk with Him every day. Um, what I found when I first got into ministry was, is if you're a, uh, if you're able, everybody wants you to do something for them. So um, I know that when I was being a uh, more active member of my church, that they were always giving me things to do, whether it was something in the performance of the church or creating this or this image or. Can you know you come to this function? Can you do this training? Um, uh, which is all really good, great stuff. Volunteering, but um, when it's not what's on your heart from your ministry, uh, you know it's time and it's it's exhausting and it, it's it's tough to be uh, doing that on top of your regular workload. Um, I was also a part of a house church with some local missionaries at this time and um, you know being able let's let's go prayer walk let's uh, knock on doors and engage people and share the gospel and you know there's accountability how, how many people did you share the gospel with this week there's numbers there's you know who's doing more type of thing that starts to happen um, and uh, you know it all of this, uh, when I was first starting out with my own ministry, um, it was it was exhausting. Um, it separated me from my family. It, uh, it it caused relationships issues with my wife, um, and it it didn't feel pure. It didn't feel like that feeling of creating your own artwork from your heart. It felt like work. But, you know, if it's work for the kingdom, right, if you say to yourself, I, I need to be doing this. Um, 
what when everything changed for me was when I just started to spend a lot of time praying and asking the Lord, asking the Spirit, how can I serve you from my heart? What do you want from me directly? Not other people, not organizations, not, uh, you know, missionaries. Like, how can I just serve you being me? And that's when it became very clear and I got um, some good solid answers. And, the, you know, the Spirit directly said to me, be a good dad, be a good husband, serve your family first. Um, you're going to have to say no to church members, and you're going to have to say no to other missionaries, and you're going to have to say no and just listen to what I'm asking you to do, and it's enough. And it's enough. And and that was a that was huge for me. Um, there was just something totally freeing about that. Um, you know, I heard from the Spirit, make art. Make it from your heart. I'll show you what I want you to do with it. Just spend time with me. Make art and show people what I'm showing you. What, what I want you to see. And sometimes it didn't make sense. Um, but when I did, uh, the, world, the, the Lord would just bless whatever I was doing. And in ways sometimes that I, I will never even know, I think. Um, my... My artwork has made it into the corners of the 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 earth, uh, places that I'll never see or people that I'll never meet have seen and interacted with it. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if I just wouldn't have listened and created it from the heart and, and just had that freedom to do that. Um, I may not spend as much time in you know ministry work, but I, I know the Father now. I know the Son, and I know the Spirit. Uh, I know when I'm led to create something by the Spirit. Uh, and like I said, the Lord blesses it when I do that in that way, and it amazes me every time. Um, you know, I, my, part of my ministry is pouring into my family and serving them, and... Um, having the freedom and time to do that and making the time to do that. Um, spending each day with the Spirit, praying, just, you know, going for walks and thinking about uh, what, you know, what, what do you want me to do today, Lord? Maybe it's nothing. Maybe you want me to um, just sleep, rest. Maybe you're going to give me answers today. Maybe you're not. Uh, when you do give me answers, um, it's, it's something that comes from me, comes from my heart. It's not something that I'm doing for another person or another organization. And, and finding that freedom to just be me and do what I love to do with the guidance of the Spirit and the Lord is just amazing. And to have freedom in the Spirit is the most magnificent thing I've ever experienced. I don't believe that many people in ministry have truly experienced it. I wish this for them. I pray it. Um, and now we're going to talk about it on this podcast. So I'm hoping that it will encourage people to seek out this blessing that's free to us. Um, to just to spend time, rest in the Spirit, and receive uh, what it is the Lord is, uh, is putting on your heart. And then 
being able to release it or release it to others or in a way um, that's your own way in my way it's creating art out of my heart and out of my soul and out of my being um, which is the most freeing thing in the world to me so uh, I hope this encourages you today thank you for listening to my story Hey friends, my name is Mike, and James asked me to record uh, a segment telling a story about a time when the Spirit spoke to me, and uh, I had to listen and obey, even though everything about it was like, this is crazy, and it just doesn't make any sense, but uh, but then I listened, obeyed, and what happened, so um, I got a phone call. Uh, with some devastating news about uh, a company that I work for and a thing that we've been waiting for and praying about and, and laboring through for, for a long time. And that thing fell through at that time. And uh, I, I went for a walk. I left the house, went for a walk, called a partner of mine and was basically saying, you know, look, I totally understand if if you leave, I get it. We've been struggling for so long. But if you feel like you have to leave and provide for your family, then I totally get it. I, uh, you know, so having that type of conversation. Then as I'm walking, once I get off, I'm walking and I hear this girl run out of the house. Or I see her running out of the house just screaming uh, on the top of her lungs um, and blood curdling with so much pain that I turned around and I looked and and I, I saw her running and she's on the phone and like she's like reeling in pain and rolling around the ground. And it was um, such a bizarre scene, almost like, um, you know, what's going on? And then the spirit spoke to me and said, go over there and hug her. Um, so I'm not the most emotional person. Um, but when it comes to the things of God, I would I would hope to say that I'm sensitive to it. Um, so. Everything in me was like, that's just crazy. That's creepy. She doesn't know you. You're going to go over there, hug her. Like, there's so many wrongs that can happen from that. Um, but then I was like, you know what, Lord? I just had the worst, uh, you know, the worst uh, information, um, uh, the worst phone call. And I'm going to make this about you. And I'm going to not have my focus and be preoccupied with what could have been or the things that should be or... I'm not going to focus on the struggles or the pains in life or any of those things. I simply want to stay focused on you and be and have a posture, a spiritual posture towards the things of you and keep my eyes on you. So you know what? Uh, thank you for this. And I'm I'm going to obey and, and listen. So I went over there. I walked up. I simply walked up. She's on the phone and she's crying and screaming, um, like almost incoherent. And I simply walk up, she sees me walking up and I walk up to her and, you know, I simply hug her. Um, she somewhat hugs me back. Um, and then she says, um, she says something about her dog dying or something like that. Um, so again, I'm not the most emotional guy, so I, I'm not connected to, uh, animals or anything like that. I don't have a heart, um, for animals in that sense. Um, I don't hate animals, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just not an animal person. Um, so it was almost like, like, oh, like, 
God just knows, right? Like, it doesn't matter the results, right? It doesn't matter if you connect personally to her struggle or pain. It's just that you listened to me. And your job was to just go up and hug her. So I hugged her and then I just walked away. Uh, then she stopped screaming. She composed herself. She walked back in the house and I just continued walking around the block. And then uh, I prayed and, and uh, thanked the Lord for the opportunity. So sometimes when you're listening to the Spirit, I would probably say most of the time it just won't make sense. And uh, even the, the outcome that you think if you do that thing that the outcome is just going to be the heavens open up and the dove comes down and takes you on a journey like no like it it you're just there to listen and obey the lord is there to provide the results that he wants and just is there people out there that are willing to die to themselves and listen and obey hello family i'd like to tell you a story it's actually a personal story. Uh, it started many years ago. Actually, probably over 10 years ago. I remember telling a good friend of mine that I, I think I forgot the gospel. He kind of looked at me perplexed and asked if I'd been reading some different things or got following some person or that person. I said, no, I think I've just forgotten that that God really loves me. That I don't have to perform for Him. That I don't have to get His attention. I don't have to get His approval. And that somehow I had lost the way of that. I thought that uh, because now that I follow the ways of Jesus, I need to do more things for Him. And I realized how crushing this was how defeating it was, and how I couldn't live up to it. And then years later, um, I remembered hearing a friend of mine remind me and remind us that we should live not as, as slaves, but as, as sons, as children, and be reminded of even God's Word and uh, in First John 3, being reminded that what love that He's bestowed on us, the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God, because that's what we are. And then, you know, I remember thinking, even during those times, of how um, Galatians reminds us that are we so foolish that what began by the Spirit could be perfected by the flesh, and I've had to say to you, friends, that many days I've been that foolish. I've thought that I could somehow do it on my own if I um, could just practice more, perform more, uh, even pray more, that somehow I would could get better at these things. And and then realizing even more, even more recently that... And all that, it was this sense of that I'm trying to do things for Jesus. And, and realizing that, no, 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 I actually should be doing things with Jesus. That he's, he goes with me. He goes with us. He goes before us. And that we're doing things with Jesus. And remembering that we don't need to return to this bondage, this yoke 
this slavery um, and realizing that freedom is really challenging. Uh, walking in freedom and living by freedom uh, is such a joy, but it's also something that the enemy, our adversary, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, the devil himself hates this and wants to lie to us, wants to lie to us even today, even as I share these words with you, to remind me, he wants to remind me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not worth it, I need to do more. And But the Spirit continues to speak and remind us um, that we don't need to move from just one set of rules and regulations to just another set of rules and regulations. And, and that's what I did. I can be so honest with you that that's what I did. I, I, I did that, and and I've had to confess and repent and even ask forgiveness that I've actually called others into that at times. And that's not freedom. And so I'm pleading even now uh, that the Spirit would continue to show me that I am His Son, that you are His Son, you are His daughter, and that we would walk in this true freedom, and that we would not be foolish, that what began by the Spirit cannot be perfected by the flesh. May we do these things with our great and mighty King and the Spirit of the living God. My story about freedom in the Holy Spirit comes at a time when I thought I knew who I was and I thought I knew what I was supposed to do with my life and it turned out I was dead wrong. First and foremost, I want to give God all the glory that He guides us through the phases and the stages of our lives. Our Father truly gives us amazing grace. He forgives us 70 times 7 times 7 million times. Our God never stops pursuing us, and He never stops teaching us and speaking to us. And we may miss what our Father's trying to say, but it doesn't change His amazing grace. It doesn't change His radical love. It doesn't change the revolutionary approach that He has to come after us in our wickedness and in our despair and in our sin and in our self-worship and self-exaltation and bring us His Word and bring us His Spirit and knock on the doors of our hearts, inviting us to open up that door and welcome Him in to fellowship with us. When I began my ministry, I had finished up my master's degree in church growth and evangelism from the Billy Graham School of Missions in Louisville, Kentucky. And the first few years of my ministry, I was a church planter and a missionary to refugees and immigrants in Nashville, Tennessee. And for most of that season of my life, my identity was wrapped up in ministry success. I was on a tireless, zealous search to find a strategy, find a resource that would help me fulfill my calling. I was looking for the holy grail of the Great Commission. I was trying to find some hidden key I thought I was missing 
to make disciples, to reach and baptize people that didn't follow Jesus, to have a successful ministry. I, I strived with all of my strength and energy during this time. And even though I was newly married and uh, during the early years of my ministry, uh, we had a son, I led myself into three different seasons of burnout because I was building my ministry on my own teaching, my own knowledge, my own education, my own experiences. And I was thinking about the leaders in my life and the organizations I was serving and what their long-term goals were. And I tried to fit myself into helping them achieve those goals. And I learned so much, but when I look back, when I reflect, I was in bondage. I was in bondage to a mission. I was in bondage to strategies and what are called best practices or fruitful practices. And my story of freedom in the Holy Spirit is that during those three times of burnout where I almost gave up completely on ministry, when I wanted to stop making disciples, when I wanted to stop planting churches, when I wanted to stop reaching out to people and throw my phone in the ocean and just disappear from every relationship I had except my family, I met the Holy Spirit. And the Lord Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to me. And he began to teach me that I'm not a missionary. I'm not my identity is not what I do or how I perform in ministry. My identity is a son of God. My heavenly father has adopted me and he loves me. He has redeemed me through the blood of the lamb. And what my heavenly father wants from James is a relationship, a daily walk in the spirit, being still at his feet, resting in him, listening to him. And then the gifts and the fruit of the kingdom of heaven overflow out of that relationship of worship and rest and prayer. And so I want to bear witness that my father has liberated me out of a false identity and a wayward mission to produce results. And he has delivered me into walking in the freedom of the Spirit, to enjoying fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit every day. And the overflow being people being helped and reached and encouraged and discipled. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Maranatha. Hey there, friends. James here with Blazing Trees. Listen to these verses. In Galatians 4, as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, even though he owns the entire estate. We all were like these underage heirs. We were once enslaved to the dark forces of this embattled world. But God sent his only son to redeem those enslaved that we might receive adoption as God's sons and daughters. Because we are God's sons and daughters, the Spirit of Jesus dwells in our hearts, and the Spirit cries out to God from within us, Abba, Father. So now we are no longer slaves. We have been delivered out of slavery and welcomed forever into a royal family. 
And because we are fully mature adult children, God has made us co-heirs with King Jesus. Hallelujah! Remember, brothers and sisters, our identity is God's beloved family. Beware the temptation to exchange our rebirth right for a counterfeit identity. Our enemy is prowling around like a bloodthirsty predator, seeking tirelessly to snatch away the truth of who we truly are in Christ. Hold on to Jesus, dear brothers and sisters. Let us seek first and only Jesus, that all else may be added according to his will. Let us keep in step with the Holy Spirit, not running ahead or lagging behind. Let us keep our eyes fixed on our Redeemer and be satisfied only in communion with Him. Father, we are coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about You. It's all about You, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. May Your kingdom come and Your will be done in me and through me. Amen. So be it. Selah. Stories live in your blood and bones. Follow the seasons and light candles on the darkest night. A quote from Patty Davis. Hi, I'm Brian, creative chief at Blazing Trees. We've designed hundreds of simple drawings to help you remember dozens of Bible stories. Please visit blazingtrees.org forward slash storytellers to download all of these stories for free. Would you like to support the project? You can visit blazingtrees.org forward slash give and make a donation today. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Pray Tell Stories podcast. We hope these prayers and stories have refreshed your spirit and encouraged your heart as you follow Jesus and make disciples of all nations. Remember to be yourself, enjoy your family and friends, rest in the Lord, and listen faithfully to His voice as we journey together in the Holy Spirit's freedom. Would you like to send us some feedback on the show? Please visit anchor.fm forward slash pray tell and click the voice message button to leave us a question or a comment. Who knows, we might feature your voice on a future episode. Would you like to support the show? Please visit blazingtrees.org forward slash give and make your donation today. We are deeply grateful for your generosity. Until next time, keep praying and telling stories. We love you. Grace and peace to you and your family. Maranatha.